Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within with your host, Cindy Stewart. Our goal is to connect you with your best, help you live your dream, and discover your passion. Each week, we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you the tools to help you release the champion within. Welcome to episode 72. I'm your host, Cindy Stewart, and today we're going to talk about when you're called to change. And I have a special guest with me today. It's my son, Ross Stewart, and he was on my podcast. It was episode 39 about a year and a half ago. You can go back and listen to it, but a lot has happened in his life since then. And it's exciting, but there's a lot of change going on. And I wanted him to share the process of change. So Ross, welcome. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. And what we want to look at a little bit to begin with is kind of let our audience hear about where you've been. So where were you after you left? We talked about you being a basketball coach and all that. And then a lot of things changed. So tell me a little bit about uh, maybe the last year and a half. Yeah. So um, when we last left off, I was coaching at a uh, coaching basketball at a public high school. Um, and you're right. Since then, a lot has changed. So um, in the uh, spring of 2017, um, I uh, decided that I would uh, go to another church or start attending a- another church, and I did. Um, and really, that's where everything uh, began. Um, in the spring, like I said, in April, um, I met uh, my now wife. Um, so that has been a, uh, a huge, huge change. We were engaged in August of 2017 and married in October. Um, in that time, I uh, went from coaching and teaching at the high school level uh, to being now fully employed at Radiant Church um, in an operations uh, and pastoral role there, so kind of like a half-and-half half role. Um, and it has just been a, uh, a whirlwind. So I'm sitting here uh, in January of 2019, uh, life uh, completely different from the last time we spoke. Um, so yeah, a lot of change has happened in the past year or so. Well, now let's talk about this a little bit, because I know when you were teaching and coaching, now I wouldn't say that teaching was your passion, but coaching was, you really love that. So moving from that transition of doing something, well, really it was 50, 50, something that you absolutely loved and something that you didn't absolutely love and, and being able to just kind of leave that part behind to move into this place. How did you really figure that out uh yeah so it was uh it was an awesome what i'd like to call bridge so um i started out in the construction industry out of school and um it just wasn't my passion i was good at it but i but i didn't find joy in that so when i realized that i could start coaching and that was a real opportunity for me in teaching then um you know it was a chance to really bridge the gap between um something that wasn't my purpose to uh, now at Radiant where I feel like I'm really 100% uh, living out my purpose. So while the teaching wasn't necessarily my um, primary objective, the coaching was, it was a really great bridge where I was able to learn a lot of really important and valuable lessons. I was able to have a lot of training in teaching, but also in uh, in leadership and conflict management and resolution and um, 
learning how to uh, come up under uh, other leaders and and be a good follower and a good steward of what I had. And so a lot of really good lessons learned in that four or five year period. Um, But all of those things just propelled me or got me ready, got me prepared for this next thing. So where was kind of the uh, key indicator when you realized that the coaching and the teaching wasn't going to be able to be sustained based on getting married and having different objectives? Yes. So I knew that right away. Uh, I knew as soon as I, well, as soon as, as Temple, my wife and I met, I knew that we were going to be married. Like I, I knew, and you hear you hear sappy stories all the time that people are like <laughs> smitten it. from the beginning, and they just know that they're going to get married. But I did, I did, and it shows in that we were we met in May, in late May uh, of 2017, and in October we were married. So it wasn't a a slow process by any means. So I knew, and one of the things that I knew was going to have to happen is that there were going to have to be some lifestyle change and. Um, we'll talk about it in a second, but I also felt a really uh, apparent prompting um, from the Holy Spirit that there was going to be a shift, that there was going to be a change in seasons. Uh, so I, while I had to be patient and I waited for almost almost a year, at least a full school year, to really discover what that was, um, I knew that there was going to be some changes. And along with marriage, I knew that there was uh, also going to come some uh, some changes in uh, lifestyle as far as job and stuff like that. But we got married in October of 2017 and I was still coaching at the time. So immediately from November to February, I was gone four nights a week. Um, so we didn't get a ton of opportunities at least after, uh, we were working or outside of the weekend to really like start our marriage out on like a great, on a great spot in a great spot. So, uh, that was just further confirmation that I had already received that, um, that there were going to have to be some changes. So tell me about the process. I know you say that, you know, we're called to follow that Holy Spirit prompting. So tell me a little bit of how that played out in your life. Yeah. So, um, I love this title called to change because, um, we can make as many changes as we want, or we can, um, you know, seek out new things to do. If we're not happy in the situation that we're in, we can, we can change it. I mean, we have the ability with, with free will and living in uh, the country that we live in, we have the ability to change as much as we want and, and really seek out uh, what makes us happy. But uh, the reason I love this title is because it, it says that we're called to change. And in my experience, through walking through this process, I really felt like I was being called. Um, to make a change, to make a switch. Uh, so I have a couple points that we'll, that we'll talk through, um, uh, but they're all involved with being called. And the first one is that I believe we're called to follow. Um, and within that following, um, it could include seeking counsel or praying or listening to gain wisdom um, or being sensitive to the voice of God. But I just wanted to share a, a scripture um, that I thought really like hints at this point. And there's two dynamics to, to following. Um, and I went through both of them. So I just wanted to share this with you. It's in Matthew 4, and it starts in verse 18. And this is about Jesus calling his disciples. And um, I'll skip down to verse 19. Jesus says, come follow me, and I will send you out to fish for people. And he's talking to his first disciples. 
And verse 20 says, at once they left their nets and followed him. And then moving on to verse 21 and 22, he calls two more disciples, James and John. Uh, They were in a boat. Jesus called them. And in verse 22, it says, immediately they left the boat and their father and their father and followed him. So I just think this is so cool. This is something, something to think about. Um, that this was immediate. So once they heard the voice of Jesus, they were totally captured by him. There wasn't any talking to their parents. There wasn't any talking to their friends or talking to their family. And this might sound crazy, but there wasn't even like a call to prayer. Like Jesus didn't say, hey, pray about following me and let me know. Like I'll be back in a couple days and you can like, you, we can talk it over and you can decide <laughs> yeah, whether you're good. you know excited about it. And there are some decisions that, the Holy Spirit is stirring inside of you. And that's what happened with me. Even before um, I met Temple, even before I met my wife, even before I switched churches, um, there was just this restlessness inside of me. And um, and I just knew that it was from the Holy Spirit. And, I, and, I, and not only that, there were people who were speaking that into my life. There were people who were saying, hey, I think that there's like, I think that there's something more like, or I think that you're getting ready for a season of change. And, and when you feel it, and you're also hearing these things from people outside of, um, of, you know, you and your immediate family, then it's something to listen to. Um, so I think that that's, um, that's one dynamic of being called to follow is that there's some promptings that, that require no thought at all. It's just, okay, what are you saying? All right, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to at least be open to what you're what you're speaking into my life yeah that's really good because what I have noticed in talking to a lot of people you know I work with a lot of people is sometimes when we feel that stirring and that restlessness and even an irritation we think something's wrong you know but really what's happening is is what we're doing now isn't congruent with where God is trying to take us yes so so there is a uneasiness, a restlessness, because we don't know where we're supposed to go, but we know that we're being called to go. And it's just that, like you said, immediately when you say yes, there's a, okay, a, a peace that comes with it, even though it may not be complete because you're not there yet, but the yes has taken you out of the internal struggle to start looking up to what is next, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then the other part of it is that once you've heard that, yes, once you've felt that stirring, um, and I believe this is the other part of it, that's where like the real, that can be where the real struggle begins. Because then you go, okay, Lord, I've heard from you. I know that we're about to move. Um, So there's, there's two parts, like one, now you have to be patient. Now you have to have some trust. Now you have to have some faith. And this is, and we'll talk about this in my second, the second point that I have, but now it requires like a little bit of like a little bit of seeking. So um, opposed to what the first disciples did uh, in, in Matthew, it doesn't always happen that way. You, you might be uh, prompted, but then there's some waiting and there's some struggling between, um, between your physical self and your mind and then what the spirit is telling you. So that, a lot of times is where that that prayer comes in, um, and I know that that's that's one of the things that that Temple and I struggled with a lot, especially when I was changing careers after we got married. Um, was uh, and again, we'll talk about this in the next one, but it's all of those worldly things that now now we're worried about. Now we're like, 
okay, well, where's the money going to come from? Where's the, (laughs) you know, what happens to the, we have to, where's your, are you going to have a 401k? I mean, are you going to have health coverage? Are you going to this or that? So that's where that prayer comes in. And just to, just to close it out on, on following, um, and really, and this is really where it comes to praying and seeking counsel and being sensitive to the voice of God. Um, there's some really good scripture just to like, if just looking for, if you're looking for a practical example, if you're stuck in that spot and you're saying, man, like I know that I'm feeling called, but I'm not there yet. And that I don't know what that next thing is. Um, so I'm in this kind of like waiting game right now. There's a couple scriptures that you can just kind of pray every day. And this is something that we did before we knew, because I, I knew that my time at school uh, my time coaching, I knew it was over. I had submitted my red- letter of resignation before I was offered another position. So there was a break where I was like, God, I got to leave this all up to you. Um, and I have to be sensitive to what you're saying. But there were a couple of prayers that we prayed over each other and we prayed over each day. And one is Psalms 25 or Psalm 25. And that's just a prayer of guidance and protection. And I'll just take a little snippet out of it. But it says in verse four, teach me your ways, O Lord, make them known to me. Teach me to live according to your truth, for you are my God who saves me. I will always trust you. So that's just such a powerful prayer of just of of just trust and just faith in God. And and in James five, James is such a rich book. Yeah. And uh, in James uh, chapter one verse five, it says, "If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him." So it's not that you lack wisdom in knowing like where you're going to work next obviously you don't know that but you don't you don't or it's not like you're uh it's not you're not stupid right but but you are not privy to what god is planning for you um so most of the time we are completely in the dark we have no idea and that's why the surprises are so amazing that's why the the blessings of god are so outrageous because you have no idea and you could have never planned for it um so again like sometimes you're you are it's a two-step process you're prompted by the Holy Spirit, and you're ready for the change, but it takes some time, um, and it takes prayer, and it takes patience, and it takes petition to God, um, asking for wisdom and asking for guidance. Yeah, that's really good. And you know, in sometimes in that uh, waiting, it's, it's easier when it's immediate, and you're like, I know where to go, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. But then sometimes in that waiting, uh, it's I was thinking about Abraham, how him and Sarah tried to help God a couple of times, you know, God had promised them everything. And he even told them, you know, there's nothing impossible for me. And so in their journey with this, they would say, okay, well, I'm going to help God in this way by, you know, getting pregnant with another person. I'm going to help God, you know, in this way. And sometimes in our helping God, it slows things down for us uh, because we're, we're moving out of the space that we're, we're out of our lane. All of a sudden we're driving in a lane we shouldn't yeah, drive on anymore. Absolutely. And, and with, with God, he keeps guiding us and we're just diligent and faithful to where he's guiding us. Yeah. And sometimes, like you said, it's just in the waiting, Yeah. waiting and talking to him. That's really good. So Ross, that was excellent. I love the tips. I love the fact that, you know, sometimes we don't, know what to do until we hear from other people and we realize that we're not alone in change. And when we're called to change, there's other people just like us that are trying to go through the process. So great encouragement, great tips. Guys, part two will be next week and we're going to talk about healthy change. 
How do we make those changes where it's healthy for us, for our family, for our bank account, for all the different elements around? So listen to next week and don't forget, you are the best investment you can make. So invest in yourself because when you do, it benefits everyone around you. Thanks so much for listening. Love you guys. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor before you go. I promise it'll only take a very short time. Please head to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it. So thank you again ahead of time for helping us out. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to our website, cindy-stewart.com.